D.C. It's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. You know who else sucks? Zach Wilson. That is a bad quarterback right there. Although he's 8 of 13, it's not too bad. But if you're a Jets fan, oh, it's bad. you better get used to it because Zach Wilson is going to be the quarterback for who knows how long, but at least the rest of this game. And let's be honest, it's probably longer as we speculate. We're live from BetMGM and National Harbor, Monday Night Football. Bills up 13-6, 8.59 to go in the third quarter. Zach Wilson, of course, taking over for Aaron Rodgers, who left the game very, very early when his offensive line completely collapsed on every single play. X-rays on ankle negative, but that means there can be a million other things still going on. There are reports, and they're just reports, that there is a fear of a torn Achilles for Aaron Rodgers. I hate that. And that is all we know at this point. You know, they say that the universe sometimes whispers and the universe sometimes screams. If Aaron Rodgers... Was it a careless whisper? It's like, shh, don't do that. Don't marry her. But but the universe, (laughs) I don't know that reference. I'm only into hip-hop. Uh, Careless Whisper, that is a famous Yeah, uh, man. Just, All right. I don't I don't next know. break. I, yeah. I figured yeah. you'd You'll know have that. You'll to play okay. that. Yeah. Anyway. If, <laughs> it's actually if, a saxophone. Not tonight, Tristan. Okay. If, <laughs> any other night. If Aaron, Rogers, if Aaron Rodgers does, has torn his Achilles, <laughs> then if you're the Jets, the universe is screaming, move on, yep. start fresh, get the dynastic quarterback of the future, and you are now destined for a top five quarterback Probably in the league in the next five to seven years in Caleb Williams. If you win two, three games, that's what you should do. Problem you, is, like, I don't think they're bad enough yeah, to lose that, that many games, Yeah, defense is though. really, like, they might win tonight. They're only down a score right, right. now to the I Buffalo know. Bills, who were the favorites to win the Super Bowl last year. You know what I mean? Like, I know. And Zach Wilson, but Drake May's going to be there, too. And Zach Wilson won them games last year. You know, they, then he got hurt and he came back or whatever went down there. Um, well, he didn't get hurt. He had that terrible performance where he didn't take any of the blame. Oh, the man. He made it ball. all about everybody else. And right that was. So. Run, yeah. run. Like, hit him. I still need the Jets here pretty badly, so um, that'd be cool. I just uh, feel awful for anybody, including myself, that has Jets future tickets. Because Zach Wilson is that bad. And there's really not another option, right? Like, yeah. who is there that could get them to 10 wins? And if it's a torn Achilles, Rodgers ain't coming back. So it's no. not like anybody just gets you to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? No. So worst case scenario, and then you look at that division, man, and Miami looked really, really good yesterday. You still have this Buffalo Bills team. The Patriots lost yesterday, but they didn't look too bad. They should, no. probably should have beat the Eagles, to be honest. Yeah, they looked pretty damn good. Mac Jones did not look bad at all. No. Look much better with an actual play caller in Bill O'Brien. All right, we got a 13-6 lead with the Bills. They're driving down. Dalton Kincaid, another catch. Need yeah. him to get an anytime I touchdown. I kind of don't want him to have any more, though, so they don't adjust the line that much <laughs> no, for next I, week. I need an anytime touchdown from Dalton Kincaid, Same, though, fine. so if we could have that. All right, Patrick Everson jumps on with us, senior reporter, Vegas insider. Uh, we thought you'd be coming on. Patrick, and we'd just be talking about this game and normal football things and maybe Jets futures. Instead, it's Aaron Rodgers and what his health is, even though we don't know what his health is. So let's try to focus on what we can on the Jets futures. And I don't know if you had a chance to talk to a lot of people or not at all and what that market has certainly looked like and where that could go and what it could be. Everything just feels very fluid right now. I think that is the best way to put it. Thanks to the three of you for having me on. The Dream Team is back. Where have you guys been? Uh, I'm sorry it's under these circumstances of, uh, of, a, of a bad injury, apparently, in tonight's game. It's a bummer. This game was so so hyped. Yeah. But the situation right now, and this is actually all from BetMGM. BetMGM had the Jets 18-1 to pre-kickoff, pre-game. And actually, the Jets have been 18-1 to the last couple of weeks to win the Super Bowl. 
They are now at 25 to 1. That's as far as the adjustment has gone at this point. I don't think they're going to do much more until they get a little bit more of an affirmation of exactly what the injury is and some and some semblance of a of a timetable. But I did just get a text from Hal Eglin. He is one of the traders behind the counter at BetMGM. And he said, obviously, it's a fluid situation. If the fear of an Achilles injury ends up being the injury, they'll be moving quite a bit further out, which won't surprise anybody. I mean, that number is going to slide way the heck out. And and on and obviously in context, some you know, the way the odds are supposed to go with this, if the Jets are getting slid way out, then other AFC teams, including the Bills, including the Dolphins, should you know should be uh, you know could should and could be shortening could and should be shortening off of this. Uh, you know, Hal pointed out, Jets fans were rightfully excited coming into the season. Um, and 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 look, nobody. The important thing here, obviously, is Aaron Rodgers' health way beyond anybody's futures bets or anybody's bets on the game or any, any any of that stuff. But, you know, people were really excited about the Jets. You got the hard knocks element weighing in and, and, and people were really jazzed to throw a few dollars on them and see how it goes. So it's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate from that, per, from that perspective as well. Cause you know, the, the, you know, Bet MGM as Hal said, we like betters when they're excited about their teams, you know, it, it's, yeah. just, it's just more, it's just more interesting. It's like, it's like the MLB po- I mean, look, we're a long ways from anything like this yet, but the MLB postseason without the Yankees in it loses a lot of luster. If somehow this isn't uh, something relatively minor that doesn't have the Rodgers out for very long, then, um, you know, it takes a lot of a lot of shine off the season. Yeah, and Patrick, as the uh, president of the Aaron Rodgers fan club, tonight one of the worst <laughs> nights of my life, and I'm a little dramatic, but, uh, man, that could be the last we've seen of Aaron Rodgers. I want to actually uh, talk about something that will cheer me up, some week two line movement. And let's talk about the next primetime game we'll see. We get Philadelphia against Minnesota, and Minnesota loses to what we expect to be a bad Tampa Bay Buccaneer team week one. Philadelphia kind of sleepwalks a victory past the Patriots. We've seen a little line movement. This one opened up the Eagles' seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm guessing a sharp play probably comes in at Minnesota at that number because we're down to seven, total around 48. What are you seeing in that game, Pat? Yeah, I think there's a little back and forth here. Uh, there was an odds maker I spoke with on Sunday night, Ryan, who actually they, they they their opening number was seven and they took a bet probably more than likely a sharp play that helped push them up to seven and a half but as you pointed out now we're back down to seven so there may be a little jockeying on that seven seven and a half people wanting to get the you know sharp guys getting in on the hook but what the oddsmaker I spoke with noted was with the popularity of the Eagles and the Eagles were a very popular play this week uh, very very public play the the Patriots were a big time sharp play so. Uh, that was definitely an interesting game, a total pros versus Joes uh, uh, football game between those two on Sunday. But what he said was, with the popularity of the Eagles and the narrative of Kirk Cousins' struggles in prime time, as yep. we saw when these teams played last season, this odds maker pointed out, he said, I imagine we are going to need Minnesota here, even if it gets to seven and a half, even if it's jockeying between seven, seven and a half, and Minnesota's getting the sharp money. Um they, uh, they, they expect they're going to need the Vikes this week against the defending NFC champs, who maybe got a little bit of a wake-up call. Like you said, they got they had some fortuitous you know turnovers and field position it situations that got them out to a big lead. Um, and, and as you said, Ryan, I think that's a good way to put it. They kind of sleepwalk through that game. What about the Lions? Obviously, they end up beating the Chiefs on Thursday night football. Chiefs don't have Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones. Uh, they're six-point favorites at home to the Seahawks, who – Lose to a Rams team without Cooper Cup. What do we need here? Yeah, this is interesting. It's it's hard. To, I mean, I would guess they're going to need Seattle, especially since Seattle looked bad in Week One. 
But Detroit, I think what was interesting here is, again, with an odds maker I spoke with on Sunday night, Trista, is that uh, the, the look-ahead last week, the look-ahead line on this game was, was Lions 3. And it reopened 4.5 on Sunday night and quickly went to 5.5. And, and as you pointed out, now we're looking at, at 6. And, you know, the odds maker said, look, it was a combination of Detroit's excellent performance against Kansas City and Seattle's less-than-inspiring effort against the Rams that resulted in that pretty significant jump. Uh, you know, he said, look, they, they expect this number could go higher. Maybe it gets closer to seven. I'm not sure. But he said the, the hype around the Lions is as big as it's been since the Barry Sanders days. And with this particular odds maker, making us making me feel old for sure, but maybe not you guys yeah. quite as much. He said, I wasn't even alive for the Barry Sanders days. But he, he did say, I would be surprised if any public player is in a hurry to bet the Seahawks on the road after they look so bad Sunday at home. So I'm looking at the uh, the total for the uh, Commanders-Broncos game. <laughs> 38 and a half now, Patrick. My Commanders and your Broncos. And, I, I you know, I, I really I wanted to believe, man. I wanted to believe that Russell Wilson and that offense was going to get right. I'm not ready to write him off. The, I, I, it may take some time. But it's funny. I look at that total, and I still think I like the under. That's two offenses right now that are not moving the ball well. Offensive lines that are having issues. I mean, it just that has the feel of a very, very, uh, very low scoring game in a defensive battle. So I wouldn't be surprised and maybe a few differently, but I wouldn't be surprised if that number even comes down more to like a 37. Right. And I'm sh- and that's the direction it's headed initially. And like an odds maker I spoke with Sunday night had this opening at 40 and a half. And as you noted, 38 and a half now. And I mean, look. Did you see much difference between the Broncos? I didn't get to see the whole game as I was running around doing my thing on Sunday from from all the different sports books here, but I saw a good chunk of it. And did that team, you know, make any better impression on you yesterday than <laughs> no. last season when they were They're when they the were losing team, games? Man. 10, exactly, it's the same team. Oh. They're losing games ten to nine. They're losing games eleven to ten. They lose a game seventeen to sixteen. They have a chance up 13-10 to get that ball in the end zone and put some pressure on the Raiders to actually have to. You know, score a touch, get two scores to even get to get the game to overtime, and they can't punch it in. This is the same. You know, we we saw this play last year, and once again, it's so funny because I think I brought this up with the three of you before. But there was a point last year, through like eleven games, where if Denver had just scored eighteen points in each of those eleven games, they would have been nine and two. If they scored eighteen points yesterday, they win the game. I mean. I, I don't feel good about it. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't want to take the over. I don't know if I if I want to gamble much on it on it, if it goes much lower than thirty eight and a half. Yeah. But I yeah. certainly can understand not wanting to be on the over here at all. Pat, like if you weren't uh, around this morning, you probably missed mainly pretty much all the totals that you would want. Like Chiefs Jags goes from fifty to fifty and a half, which isn't that big of an adjustment. But the one I wanted to ask you about was actually. Miami, who's probably going to give some love, I would assume, in the AFC East now with this Rodgers injury. But that total with New England, New England looks like they have a real offense now that Matt Patricia's gone. But 44 to 47 and a half. What are you seeing, if anything at all, in that Miami-New England game where we have a total move up three and a half points? Yeah, that's that's a quick mover. And the odds maker I spoke with Sunday, they didn't go on Sunday, didn't go quite as much, but 45 and a half to, as you pointed out, looking already at 47 and a half there. Yeah. Look, I think that, uh, you know, I think people were definitely really impressed with Miami, and that's what this odds maker said. It, he said, I think the Dolphins surprised some people today with Tagovailoa Tagovailoa outdueling Justin Herbert and the Chargers on the road. 
Tagovailoa coming back from the injury issues and concussion and so forth. I don't think people thought he would, uh, you know, just jump right back in and pick up where he left off. Remember, this guy was in the MVP conversation before he started getting banged around uh, the second half of of, uh, of last season. So I'm not surprised that people uh, got, got in on the over on this, um, you know, with, with, because the, the Dolphins just looked pretty impressive there. And the Patriots can, you know, the Patriots got in the hole against the Eagles, but uh, but but proved they could uh, put up at least a few points. And they don't have to. If, if Miami's offense can click like it did on Sunday, you won't need a whole lot more out of the Patriots to get this game to the over. From uh, the shellacking that was the Sunday night football game, Pat, where my Cowboys <laughs> end up shutting out the New York Football Giants. Uh, how much did that loss affect this line against the Cardinals? Because the Commanders were seven-point favorites at home. Now the Cardinals only plus four and a half at home. Like, how much do you think that loss last night impacted this line? Oh, I think it impacted it quite a bit because actually the – and I'm trying to uh, double-check, find the game in my file here. But this game with, with one odd maker that I spoke, spoke with last night uh, you know, old, you know, open five and a half, but then that game, and that was before the Sunday night game. So they take it off the board during the Sunday night game, then it goes back up. So obviously it, it impacted that, knocking that number down a bit by this morning, and maybe it even comes down a little bit more. Uh, the, the Giants certainly didn't leave a good impression with odds makers, obviously left a much worse impression uh, with betters. But, um, no, I think it absolutely impacted that game. And, and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes over the course of this week because the Cardinals, look, the Cardinals got the cover yesterday and they were the bookmaker's best friend in doing so because everybody and their mother and their brother, at least on the spread, was on the commanders. And it was just a total, it wasn't even a pro-commanders play. It was, a, it was an anti-Cardinals play. Yeah. And every bookmaker in town needed that, need, needed Arizona to cover that number. And there were even a couple of instances where a couple of spots needed Arizona to, you know, th- there were people just mm-hmm. for the plus money value, value perceived, I guess, that were taking Cardinals money line. So there was one odds maker that told me this was fantastic. A Cardinals cover <laughs> and, and a Washington win, favorite wins, underdog covers, blows up the money line, blows up the money line on the dog, blows up the spread yeah. of the favorite. They absolutely loved it. So. I, I mean, listen, I, I had a, I was saw that. I was like, that is way too many points for Washington, but it is what it is. My team won. I'll take every little bit that I can. Patrick Everson, <laughs> Vegas Insider. We love talking to you, buddy. Thanks for coming on as always. Thanks, Pat. Absolutely. Have a great week and enjoy the time there. It looks awesome. i got to get out there. Oh, it is, it is a great setup here. We've got a great set. I just wished Aaron Rodgers hadn't gotten hurt. It's BetMGM tonight.